Hello and welcome to a Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year! Yeah! Party this, people! Yeah, this we're recording this on the 29th of December 2019, but you'll be hearing this at the beginning of the new decade. A message from the past to protect the future. <laughs> anyway, it's, it's a new year, yep. and... Uh, around the beginning of every new year, we get a new Nintendo Direct. Yeah. So it's time for us to start predicting what the contents of that Direct could be. Uh, but first, we have some corrections from our Game Awards episode. Okay. Uh, so first off, The Wolf Among Us 2 is not being developed by WB Games. It's being developed by a company called LCG Entertainment uh, in conjunction with Ad Hoc Studio. LCG Entertainment is a company that uh, suddenly appeared after Telltale went bankrupt, uh, acquired a bunch of their IPs, mm. and now calls themselves Telltale. Okay. I, they, they didn't do that in a shady way. It's, it's <laughs> dudes that aren't that were not previously affiliated with Telltale. Right. But uh, I, I guess they saw an opportunity, uh, and, and Tell took it. Uh, Ad Hoc Studio is the studio we talked about before that is formed by uh, former Telltale employees. I see. Uh, LCG Entertainment slash Telltale is developing the gameplay using Unreal Engine, and Ad Hoc is developing the narrative and cinematics. Okay. The WB logo in the trailer is just because Warner Brothers owns the right to Fables. Okay. Yes. I We talked about the Indie World presentation a little bit during that episode. Mm -hmm. um, I said I feel like I forgot about a substantial reveal uh, near the beginning and I was right. The presentation started with the announcement of Sports Story, uh, uh, the sequel to Golf Story, where now Golf Story Boy uh, can play tennis, uh, soccer, uh, other sports, and, and other sports right. in conjunction with golf, and sometimes mix them together, like <laughs> like you know, like uh, like hitting a tennis ball with a golf club and shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that game looks cool. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it. It does look a lot different than Golf Story, mm -hmm. but uh, but that that's a I think that's a cool spin to take the Golf Story franchise in, and I hope that's cool. Okay. Yeah, you never played Golf Story. I never did, but I always was intrigued by it. Yeah, like I you know it was one of the first like real eShop games to come out, so I bought it so I could play stuff on my Switch. Sure. And yeah, that the that game was very cute and fun very weird australian sense of humor okay uh and uh you know i only played it for like five hours but i had a good five hours <laughs> with it sure um when we talked about seth uh feminine presenting might have been better wording than female body which okay. is what we said yeah like uh not a huge correction by but i still think kind of an important one you know we don't want to like I you know the the human body is obviously a very complex thing. We don't yes. want to imply that a body that all that only female bodies are the ones with breasts and stuff. Sure. Yeah. So especially after a certain children's author disappointed <laughs> me yet again <laughs> in between the last time we recorded and this time. Uh disappointed me so much. Yeah. I man, it's funny how the Harry Potter franchise teaches lessons that are so much different uh -huh. than the point of view of the person who wrote those books. To the point where, like, 
trans people who were completely understandably offended and disgusted and saddened by what jk rowling tweeted yeah have been using quotes from her books (laughs) to rebuff her yeah from characters like hagrid and dumbledore yeah and characters who would generally like are you telling me albus dumbledore wouldn't support trans witches and wizards yeah like oh man what like the the lack of self-awareness in this stance that she's taken um anyway so we as you know in that light we want to make sure we're clear with our language yes and uh and we'll and that the intentions behind what we say are also clear yeah exactly we yeah we we will always strive to to do better about that kind of thing yes um uh tangentially speaking of of doing better in in the game's medium sure uh one thing i kind of glazed over uh last episode mm-hmm. was uh the game awards uh their video game stories 2019 i called it right uh the the movement was actually called global gaming citizens okay. which was which is a thing where they took like you know like like people involved like people making like uh, like advancements in gaming or people from marginalized groups doing great things like using video games to do great things sure um so i thought uh i thought it actually might be nice to touch on some of those people because uh like after the fact i looked at some of these global gaming citizens and i thought they were pretty cool okay uh the global gaming citizens uh represented were uh Ferestef forbau the founder and ceo of code to inspire which is a coding slash game design school for women in Afghanistan. That's a cool place to put a coding school for women. Yeah. Uh, Damon Packwood, the co-founder of Gameheads, a youth nonprofit uh, that trains low-income and first-generation students ages 15 to 24 in game design and development. Cool. Yeah. Uh, A a 12-year-old boy named Luke who uh, used Roblox to make a (laughs) video game called Let's Be Well uh, and the game raises awareness about mental health. Wow. Yeah. That's more than I was doing when I was 12. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing when I was 12. When I was 12, I had a tape recorder uh, and uh, like a portable tape recorder. And I would record my friends uh, like with our normal voices pretending to be Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh. <laughs> and then I would play it and press the fast forward button. Nice. Good. Yeah. Uh, I think Alvin died like three times in, in oh, our oh, in our, in our I, tape recorder candy. I thought you meant the kid playing Alvin died like in oh. real life. <laughs> no, no. I was gonna say like, boy, that story got dark. No, in in our in... <laughs> yes, I see. <laughs> yes, the, the kid who played Alvin died three times. <laughs> the, well, when you got to three times, I was like, yeah, oh, okay, yeah. The, the person playing Alvin has yeah. always been like a forty-year-old man, but anyway, um, or uh, or a forty-year-old woman or something. Okay, yeah. I know what I was doing. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I, I'm sorry. I, I was double confused. What I thought you meant was the child, your friend, who, who voiced Alvin oh. in these skits, passed away. Oh. And when you said three, I thought you were going to say, like, three years after we did that. Oh, my Rest God. Rest in peace, Alvin. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant. That would be a dark turn for that yes. story. Nah, I, I forget who that kid even was. Um. <laughs> I know what I, I was doing. When I, I hope was he's alive. <laughs> what were you doing when you were twelve? I was making bad StarCraft levels and uploading them to Battle.net. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah. Yep. That that's that's not too far off from <laughs> making a video game in Roblox. Yes, it is. Wait, 
<laughs> Thanks, bitch. I realized I didn't want to. I realized I didn't want to belittle this twelve-year-old's accomplishment. Oh, right, right. By comparing it to your StarCraft levels, they were. I was not trying to raise awareness for mental health. I wasn't that woke when I was twelve. Yeah. Um. Other global gaming citizens include Vanessa Gill, uh, the CEO of Social Cipher a story-driven video game that encourages children with autism to apply and practice their social skills. Oh, as a former educator, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Because so much of that kind of teaching that is done to kids who are on the spectrum is just, like, boring and outdated. Uh... So it's cool that somebody's making, you know, stuff that they might relate to or be more interested in a little yeah. more. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Th- that's really cool. Um... And uh, Stephen Machuga and Matt Bergendahl, they both are involved with um, with something called Stack Up. It's a charity that helps active duty military and veterans with mental health. Uh, it helps them using games and gaming culture. And, uh, and oh they, yeah, they they showed a video of this at the Game Awards. Yeah, they, that, they showed a video of all of them. Well, right, I think, but yeah. I mean, I just remember this one very clearly because I thought it was very a very cool project. Yeah, this also includes the Stack Up Overwatch program, a crisis support line that helps veterans with PTSD, depression, and other stressors. Nice. Yeah. So, um, so this the, these are all really really cool, and I think that furthers my point from the last episode that like. Jeff Keighley has all these great ideas, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, about showing how video games can be so much more, uh, but he really, like, he could be putting so much effort into using the Game Awards as a platform to send these messages. Sure. And send them in in a way where, like, it's it's not just, like something i basically forgot happened during the game awards presentation <laughs> uh, or uh a, a goose puppet honks <laughs> after after the developers of greece walked off stage uh but yeah so i i figured if if jeff keely can't spotlight the shit properly maybe we could try to a little bit if jeff keely's not gonna do it then by god we who are as popular as him will do it for him <laughs> also like he did do it he just right. didn't do the best job yeah exactly i'm sure we could also do a better job but anyway yeah uh the last thing is at the end of the episode you gave some breaking news that uh that the xbox series x is what the is what the blankets of this generation is called, right? And that the X and that the new console itself was called Xbox, which was hilarious and absurd. Uh, turns out that the first people to break that news misreported it, right? Um, and, and what is actually happening is that Xbox is that blanket term. It's what the new generation is called, and the Series X is the console. Yes, good. Yes, that's, that's good. That's better. Yes, yeah. It's still not great, but it is better. Yeah. So, with uh, with all those corrections out of the way, time for our Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct predictions. All right. So, first, uh, really, the, the potential date mm-hmm. uh, for this. So, initially, uh, when I said next time on a Smashing Theory, I said January 2020 Nintendo Direct predictions. And I'm going to shock you a little bit with this one. I did some research Ooh. in between then and now. Oh. Yes. I made a table. Oh my god. And I discovered that from 2012 until now, most of the kind of big, like, like here's the games coming out this fiscal quarter, yeah. Nintendo Directs, 
have taken place in January between the 10th and the 20th. Ooh. And that just barely, they tend to be really between the 10th and the 15th. Okay. Uh, there, then there are some, like, the six, like 16th, 17th, whatever. And then there were a couple that were, like, in February. And then there was one year where they did, like, a mini one in January and then a yeah. bigger one later. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, mostly January, mostly between the 10th and the 20th. So yeah, that was that was the knowledge that I acquired over the course of my research. Wow, dude, good research. Thank you. I have now officially done research for this podcast. <laughs> it only took you like <laughs> on a, one occasion. It only took you nearly two <laughs> years. Uh, no, but that's some cool info. Uh, so based on your research, what do you think? Uh, when do you think we're getting that Nintendo Direct? I am going to guess. Now, I will say that I don't think that they're sitting there thinking like, okay, it's got to be between January 10th and 20th. You know, like, I, yeah. I think that this is just a, a matter of convenience and it happens to often fall on these dates. Right. Having said that, I am going to say specifically that the Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct is going to take place on... Actually, what day of the week is that? I want to find out before I say anything. I should have put days of the week into my calculations here, but I that's, didn't. That's it's okay. Fine. That's okay. Yeah, fuck it. I'll say uh, January 14th. Uh, what what day of the week is that? That is a Tuesday. Okay. To, yeah, they, they happen on Tuesdays. I feel like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are like direct days usually. Cool. So the 14th. Yes. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like. I, I really like that you base it off of like... Off of like precedent and like thank you and uh, that's really good. Uh, I'm going to go more with my gut here. Okay. Uh, last year we got a February Nintendo Direct. That's true. I did think about that. Yeah, and uh, and the thing is, this last month, December, just in the middle of the month, with no uh, no real uh, preemption, mm -hmm. um, Nintendo just like dropped like three to five pieces of news just mm. like in the beginning slash middle of december right okay. they're like hey everybody here's some new nintendo online nes and snes <laughs> games just you're getting them in the middle of december right? right those games being chrysalis and journey to silas okay uh for the nes in america uh famicom wars and route 16 turbo for the nes in japan right kirby superstar and Star Fox 2 for both regions mm -hmm. uh for the super nintendo right and breath of fire 2 and super punch out just in america yeah i've been playing super punch out a lot yeah you have <laughs> you have yeah. yeah uh and then i also played a little bit of star fox 2 that's a cool game it's, it's a yeah. weird game weird but cool uh, but yeah cool. yeah um yeah so like they they just dropped that right mm -hmm. like last month they they dropped a Super Mario Maker two update that adds the Master Sword that lets you play as Link, right? And like some other like features. Um, they announced a Luigi's Mansion three update. Mm -hmm. and, you know they they just dropped that unceremoniously <laughs> uh, throughout early December. Mm -hmm. Like, what's what's really funny about that is that like. You know what would have been great as a reveal of the Game Awards? They can play as Link in Super Mario Maker. Yeah, that would have been really good. Yeah, that uh -huh. would have been a great Game Awards reveal. And instead, uh, 
could play Cyclops in Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 now. I was just going to say, like, let's just add that to the list of things that were better than the Fast and Furious trailer that would have been better. Yeah, you know? yeah. You play as Link in Mario Maker, just add that to the pile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 3, add that to the pile. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Game Awards sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um... So with with that in mind, with kind of them doing a little December mini dump, mm-hmm. right? Um, I I think they might skip January or do an, another couple of like, mm-hmm. like you know, just a couple of reveals without ceremony through the month of January, and then give us a proper direct in the first or second week of February. I'm gonna say February sixth, okay. Thursday. Or February 11th, a Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to hope that they just unceremoniously dropped all that stuff because they're just going to be announcing some wild shit on January 14th and they didn't have room for it. (laughs) Uh, You know, so let's talk about that. All right. I think that, so beginning of the year, Nintendo Directs are always kind of like, kind of low to mid key right Mm -hmm. they're not we're they're saving the huge announcements for e3 they're saving like those big fall games for e3 but like there's usually like a big announcement or two in the beginning of the year direct or a spring direct uh just to like let us know that something big is coming in the fall right i think the one exception to that would be in 2017 when the q1 direct was just an info dump about the nintendo switch that's right yeah yeah that's <laughs> other right. than that yeah i would say I, I i get that yeah yeah um so yeah we we've definitely uh got some i i think this will similarly like not be like humongous mm-hmm. but i think it'll be bigger than a standard January direct, and I'll get to why in, hmm. in a hot minute. All right. Uh, so let's go through our, our non-Smash predictions first. Okay. All of them, you know, all of our first party and third party stuff. Sure. In the usual order that we do this. Okay. Starting with, as usual, additional support for existing games and services. Right. Right, so we like to go over what kind of updates they can announce or provide for games that came out recently or games that are still currently getting support. Mm-hmm. So uh, so first off, I think they will announce new NES and Super Nintendo games for Nintendo Online. Okay. That's part of the reason I think they'll wait until February, right? Okay. Like, like they've, they've now kind of established that uh, NES and Super Nintendo games will get intermittent updates instead of monthly ones. Right. And they just gave us one in December. Sure. I think if they're going to give us one in January, they would have waited until January. Okay. Uh, so I think we'll get one in December and we'll get another one in February. Okay. So do you, what, what do you think we might get in terms of NES and Super Nintendo games like added? So, uh, you know, I was thinking about this and I was having a hard time coming up with stuff, even though I know stuff is missing. Yeah. But what do you think? So I think for the NES, mm-hmm. uh, we'll either get two third party games that aren't occurring to me right now or... We'll get Earthbound Beginnings and Yoshi's Cookie. Nice. Okay. Um, I respect that. And then on the Super Nintendo, um, I think sometime this year we'll get we'll get the first Donkey Kong Country. Cool. And then like they'll they'll pepper the other countries throughout the year. Sure. But as another Super Nintendo game, um, 
Donkey Kong Country and Super Mario RPG. Ooh, those are good ones. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. uh, I I think definitely, like, I, I, I feel like at the beginning of this year, we're getting an Earthbound. Okay. Like, cool. may, maybe they'll put Earthbound Beginnings on the NES. Maybe they'll put Earthbound on the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll put both Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound on the services at the same time. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, uh, any thoughts from you? I will say that here's my wild prediction that's not going to happen for this podcast. Maybe there will be more. It's early days. Hard to tell. <laughs> A Nintendo employee or representative, could be Doug Bowser, could be somebody else, is going to come out wearing a Chiquita banana hat and announce that all three Donkey Kong Country games are coming <laughs> to the SNES. Uh, at the same time. Okay, that's cool. Thank you. That's cool. I can see that happening. All right. And uh, Doug Bowser in his Chiquita banana hat will <laughs> will like thank their friends at Microsoft for, for yes. allowing this to happen. Exactly. Yes. And then we'll find out that like Diddy Kong Racing is on Xbox or something wild. <laughs> like there was there was some kind of quid pro quo that allowed this to happen. Diddy Kong Racing will never be on Xbox. Oh no, of course not. Yeah. There's too many Donkey Kong characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's diddy kong yeah are there any other donkey kong characters in that game i think tiny kong no tiny oh, kong she was in the ds yeah version. she was added to the ds version yeah but dixie might be well, not in the original really yes you know that sounds like something that might come up in corrections in two weeks so what if i just <laughs> Damn it, the Wikipedia article does not list the characters. <laughs> uh well if it comes up in corrections, it'll come up in corrections. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. Did I say Donkey Kong sixty four or Diddy Kong Racing? You said Diddy Kong Racing. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure because yeah. Donkey Kong sixty four definitely has. Yeah, she yeah. Dixie is in in DK sixty four, right? Or is it just tiny? Or is it just tiny? I don't I, know. I I think Dixie isn't in because it's Donkey Diddy. Yeah. Tiny, chunky, and lanky. Yeah. Okay. She's not in it. Wow. 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 Poor Dixie. Yeah. She's getting destroyed by not being included in Donkey Kong games. <laughs> okay. Cool. Any um, any NES predictions? I just don't know that library that well, unfortunately. I think that's really fair. I'll yeah. just say Earthbound Zero. Okay. And something else. Earthbound Beginnings. Yes. Um yeah, I I do think that we'll get one of Earthbound Beginnings and Yoshi's uh Yoshi's Cookie mm -hmm. and the other game will be some third party game. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um yeah. There's you know, there's so many third party NES games that yeah. it's, it's hard to really pinpoint what it could be. Here's a specific yet vague prediction. One of the games that is released will be different for Japan than it is for America. Agreed. So it'll be Earthbound Beginnings, and then like we'll get some bad Western game, and we'll get some cool Japanese game. Ag agreed. They'll get Fire Emblem Gaiden. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. They'll get Fire Emblem Gaiden, and we'll get... Uh... We'll get, like, Avoid the Noid. <laughs> we'll, we'll get... Uh... 
fucking MC kids. McKids. <laughs> we'll get right. McKids for sure. Daniaz, yeah. Okay, uh, up next for additional support for existing games and services, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, I think they'll show off their Fantastic Four DLC pack. Okay. Uh, all four members of the Fantastic Four will be playable. Right. Um, and maybe they'll throw Doctor Doom in there also. Hmm, okay. Yeah, or like there'll be like a boss fight against Doctor Doom or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think. Okay. About that. I'm fine with that. Um Fire Emblem Three Houses will reveal its story DLC. Right. Uh which is going to be wave four of their DLC. Uh what what do you think the story DLC will be without getting too spoilery with three houses? You teach all three houses at the same time. I don't <laughs> know. Uh I think that um would it be spoilery to say that Three Houses has a time skip? Nah. Okay, cool. Nah. I think the story DLC will be a mid-pull about what happens during the time skip. Ooh, that's really good. Thank you. I think they're going to torn of the Golden Country it. Oh, interesting. Uh-huh. I think I think the story DLC will be a prequel mm-hmm. where you play as a younger version of Violet's adoptive dad. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Or, or just Violet's dad. I don't remember whether or not he's adoptive. Well, right. Yeah. But yeah. Byleth's parental figure. Yes. Byleth's daddy. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Byleth's pops with some chops. <laughs> he he is that. Yes. Uh <laughs> Super Mario Maker 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like they could do some kind of update. Maybe they'll finally give us that style that fills yeah. in that blank square. That'd be cool. Uh maybe uh they'll have they'll add the maxim tomato that lets you play as kirby oh okay that'd be Um, cool it lets you play as kirby and kirby will still gain powers when he inhales (laughs) certain mario enemies that's they'll they'll all be powers from kirby's adventure like you know like like fire and and tornado and whatever sure but uh but when he sucks up an enemy that kind of like fits that general mm-hmm. theme he'll gain powers from kirby's adventure like fire if he swallows up you know like a koopa troopa because that's what happens when yoshi swallows one. Oh, that's interesting you yeah. could get like uh like that weird just jump super high power that's in some games by swallowing uh, a goomba or something yeah i i think goombas just won't won't, uh, give, yeah, won't yeah. give him a power okay. just like just like how there's some of those, like a Waddle D will not right. get Kirby powers, or like the witch that sweeps. Yeah, well, in some games, I think you you get the broom. Yeah, right, but not in like Kirby Superstar, which is the only Kirby game I care about. <laughs> in that game, you get nothing. But if you suck up the Hammer Bros, you get the hammer. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 Uh, like I feel like that could be an update we'll get. I don't know if we'll get it in February. Hmm. Okay. Yeah um i yeah i I feel like we'll get a super mario maker update in february but it might be kind of a small one just to just add some quality of life stuff sure yeah and then we'll get like a new style during e3 okay kirby update in february Mm -hmm. style update in during the during e3 or spring okay yeah something i'm not expecting in february okay kirby update during a spring direct style update during e3 direct okay okay i think those are solid yeah cool yeah cool cool um all right then uh lastly 
Pokemon Sword and Shield. Hmm. Um, so I don't think like I don't think we'll get like a big update, but I right. think it'll be like <laughs> the first thing I thought of was Gigantamax Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Luigi's just a Pokemon in the game, and he's, he's got a. Junkie. You can just like catch him in the in the like wild area or whatever it's called. Yeah. Just to randomly run into a huge Luigi. <laughs> oh, I'm a Pokemon. <laughs> you you catch it and you're like, do you? It's like, do you want to give a nickname to Luigi? You say yes. You can't. That's <laughs> he, his name. He already has a name. <laughs> it's Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> you you can only give him nicknames he likes <laughs> <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you call him like butter and he's like no <laughs> don't call me butter <laughs> i don't know why why I'm, I'm just like doing steve buscemi like, <laughs> oh, i'm luigi now it's I, now I would love to see Steve Buscemi as like Luigi on Saturday Night Live. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's exactly where he would be, <laughs> be Luigi. Perfect. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh <laughs> I I think we'll get a new Gigantamax event. Okay. Like kind of like how we're getting Gigantamax Snorlax. I think there'll be uh a Gigantamax version of uh Galar Dex Pokemon that we don't know has a a uh, a Gigantamax form yet. Okay. Um, and I think that Pokemon will be Gigantamax Tyranitar. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Cool. Tyranitar is currently in the Galar Pokedex. It even has kind of a rivalry with Duraludon, hmm. like the you know the 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 Pokemon that looks kind of like a vape. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Duraludon's actually really cool. Okay. Um. And Duraludon has a Gigantamax form, but Tyranitar currently does not. Uh-huh. Oh, so indeed. to make the rivalry complete... Gotta give Tyranitar that Gigantamax. Exactly. Yeah, so Gigantamax Tyranitar. Alright. Um, do you think... Well, do, you, do you have a guess for what Gigantamax we're getting? Uh, no. Yeah, I, like I... You know, <laughs> I don't even know which Pokemon are in that game. Yeah, do, what... Or which ones have, have Gigantamax forms. Well, do you want to take a guess that I can tell you, like, whether or not they're even in Galar? Or... Uh, I think that Galarian Weezing will have one. Ooh, okay. Uh... Okay, uh, Galarian Weezing does not have a Gigantamax yet, so okay. that, that could that could work. Good. Okay, so I think we'll get Gigantamax Tyranitar, you think we'll get Gigantamax Galarian Weezing. Okay. Announced for Pokemon Sword and Shield. Cool. Okay, so up next is uh, Nintendo published releases that are confirmed for a 2020 release date. Right. So, first up... Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE Encore mm-hmm. uh, comes out January 17th, 2020. Right. And my prediction is that they won't even talk about it because it'll be out by the time the Direct airs. Conversely, if the Direct comes out when I think it's going to come out, I think they'll be like, by the way, remember that this game's coming out in and, uh, four days. Yeah, and no real news beyond that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I agree if it comes out when you think it is. Yeah. Up next, and we always go... Here in in release date order. Mm-hmm. Up next is Animal Crossing: New Horizons coming out March twentieth, twenty twenty. Right. Um, I think this will be 
one of the games that kind of gets like an information blowout. Yeah. We find out a bunch of new stuff about it. They Same. Fo- they focus on it for a good amount of time. It will look good and we will buy it when it comes out later. <laughs> Agreed on all counts. Yes. Uh, I'm not, I'm not as pumped for it yet as I was for New Leaf or Wild World. Mm-hmm. But I, I still miss playing Animal Crossing, and I will still get it. Me too, and Pocket Camp is not a substitute for real-ass Animal Crossing. It sure isn't. So, like, they're really tossing us a lifeline here by releasing this, and I'm going to grab onto it and hold onto it for dear life. <laughs> uh, Bravely Default 2 is being published by Nintendo, apparently worldwide. Right. Uh, Bravely Default 2 being the second sequel to Bravely Default. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so I- in that sense, it is a 2, <laughs> even though it should be a 3. <laughs> uh, I I think... I think it will be mentioned during the direct. I think they'll okay. I think they'll talk about it. I think they'll show some gameplay like while while like a narrator's going like in Bravely Default uh, 2. I was just thinking you, that yeah. You use the Brave and Default system. Altogether it'll be like a 20 second montage. Yeah. Yeah. And as like in Bravely Default 2 will come out in summer 2020. Right. Uh and then they'll later adjust that to September 2020. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh that that's, sounds about right. Yeah, that's my guess for Bravely Default uh 2. Up next is Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. All right. Also TBA 2020, just right. like Bravely Default 2. I think they will show this game off. Mm-hmm. They'll show ways that it's definitive and give it like a June 2020 release date. Okay. Maybe May. June or May 2020. Cool. Finally, the Famicom Detective Club remakes mm-hmm. that were announced in Japan in, in, a, in the September Direct. Right. But not in America. Right. I think... We will get a localization announcement for those games. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think, I think they'll announce that they'll be available in America for the first time. Um, what do you think they'll call them? The localized uh, version. Detective Club. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, or Nintendo Detective Club. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, and yeah, I think we'll get them like a season after they come out in Japan. Cool. Yeah, and I think the Japanese direct will give it like, like a March or April release date. Okay. Um, and then we'll get it like sometime in summer or fall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they might be digital only in America. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. So, those five games we just mentioned. Yep. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, Animal Crossing, Bravely Default Two, Xenoblade Chronicles, Famicom Detective Club. Mm-hmm. Those are the only Nintendo-published games that are confirmed to release in 2020. So that is why I think that this this Q1 2020 Direct might feel a little bigger than previous ones. Okay. Yeah. Because they they need to announce some things that we're getting in 2020. This, <laughs> this isn't every game we're getting in 2020. Uh-huh. So I think there will be some announcements. Um, and I think one of those games is in our next segment, uh, Mm. games that are on the horizon. Games that Nintendo has announced, but are not... They they do not even have a year attached to them yet. Okay. Because, at least in the past, they've been so far off that they haven't done that. Sure. Uh, There's four games that are on the horizon. 
The first one is a Detective Pikachu game for the Switch. Ah. The Pokemon company just kind of casually announced that they were working on this mm-hmm. uh, after Detective Pikachu came out in theaters. Right. Um, uh, honestly, kind of sounded like a we just started work on this shit <laughs> kind of deal. Uh-huh. Uh, Detective Pikachu games are kind of small enough that I could see them cranking out a Detective Pikachu game in 2020. Sure. But I feel like that's going to be more like a like a first half of 2021 deal. Okay. Because just production on it sounded early. Yeah. It yeah. sounded like they didn't realize that the movie would be a financial success. <laughs> they started production on that a little late, I yeah. think. So yeah. I, I think like 2021, maybe 2022 even, to wow. kind of tie it, to kind of like, they'll they'll use it to market the Detective Pikachu sequel right. movie that we know is in development right sure. now. Um, I still haven't seen the first one. Me neither. I want to. Me too. I, I bet it'll be a good time. I've I've heard that it's cute, and that like the last act isn't as good as the as the mm. as the first half of sure. it. Um, but you know that it's still a good time and probably a higher tier video game movie. Not, okay. Not that the the bar there is incredibly high. Well, you know, but still. But still, it's always good when good ones come out. Yeah. Tangentially, I I tend to like Ryan Reynolds, mm-hmm. uh, but Free Guy is looking a little mediocre. <laughs> I'm hoping that the trailer is just bad. Yeah, uh, because I like the high concept a lot. I also like the high concept. Like, and I, you know, I think... like NPC in a video game becomes yeah. self aware, helps <laughs> destroy the the bad things in the video game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's it's cool. Cute. Yeah, and and Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds in that setting is also great. Yes. Uh, but, but yeah, there's a lot of that trailer that looked kind of what you would expect from Mm -hmm. a Hollywood produced movie with that concept. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's all very like the producer saw his grandson playing Fortnite, Uh you know, like, yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, over under on a teabag joke in that game. In that oh, movie. I'll give you great odds on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like nine, like ninety percent is happening. Or actually, yeah, shitty odds. Be or you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. You won't get a lot of money for making that bet because it's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yes. I don't know how gamblers talk. <laughs> I don't gamble. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also on the horizon, Metroid Prime Four. Right. So, How far on the horizon is that? Is the question. That's it's. I think it's a good question. Yeah. Because, uh, let's see. How long ago now? Mm-hmm. In January 2019, hmm. Shinya Takahashi announced that Metroid Prime Four had been delayed and the development had been restarted with Retro Studios. Okay. So Retro Studios has been working on the game for let's say two years now. Sure. Right? Well, like a year now, actually. Right. Yeah. He, yeah. They've, like, wow, January 2019 is when they announced that. Yeah. It feels so much longer ago that that happened. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Um. Well, okay, then. I, yeah, I don't... I, I think maybe Metro Prime 4 is still a ways off, then. I'm going to say... I'm going to make a bold prediction. Okay. We're going to get our first trailer for it. It might be, like, a short, a teaser. It might just be, like, the title. Yeah. But... It will also be announced that it's coming out Christmas 2020. Wow. I think that during a fall 2020 direct, we will get a cinematic Metroid Prime 4 trailer with a 2021 at the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Also on the horizon, Bayonetta 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, in development by Platinum Games, while Platinum Games also works on like five other games at a time. Right. Um... 
but I, I feel like this one uh, is, I, I feel like we could see this in 2020, mm-hmm. but m- maybe, maybe 2021 feels more right. I'm not sure. Hmm, okay. Um, to me, the, where we are with Bayonetta 3, it's just this completely amorphous idea in my brain that I can't pin down. Like, <laughs> I have no idea where they are with Bayonetta 3. Yeah. I don't know how quickly they make those games. Yeah. You know, yeah. They, they haven't talked, like, every now and then they're just like, yeah, it's still development. We're working really hard on right. it. Right. Yeah. So I think 2020 is when we will see Bayonetta 3 for the first time. Okay. I, I think we'll we'll see gameplay or like a cinematic trailer that's meant to kind of give us a feel of what Bayonetta 3 is. Okay. Um, I think we'll see that in 2020. I don't think we'll see it in January. Hmm. And uh, I also don't think that the game will release in 2020. Okay. But I think we'll see it in 2020. Okay. Uh, finally, Breath of the Wild 2. We're not going to hear a thing about it. That's I how I feel. Th- I think maybe not during this direct but before e3 mm-hmm. they will confirm that breath of the wild 2 is a holiday 2020 title okay yeah ah the mirror of my metroid prime prediction <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, yeah so you think that the holiday 2020 game will be metroid prime 4 yes i think that it'll be breath of the wild 2 okay i think that the game came out early 2017 they finished doing dlc for it by the end of that year mm-hmm so the entire Zelda team, by the time that game comes out, will have been working on it for three years. Right. Using the Breath of the Wild engine as a baseline. Sure. For it. So, yeah. I think we're getting that game uh, holiday 2021 at the latest. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm willing to bet that we're getting we're getting it holiday 2020. Or they'll announce it. Yeah, you you know what? I think this direct they will announce the Breath of the Wild 2 is a holiday 2020 title. Okay. They might delay it to 2021 <laughs> before the year is over, sure. but they will say that it's a 2020 game during the Q1 direct. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yes. And that's that's around the horizon stuff. Yes. So, I think in addition to that, because really I've only said that one of those games is going to be a 2020 game and so have you. Well, what do you think? Bayonetta 3, 2020? 2021. Uh, 2021. Okay, cool. Um, so, I think also we've, we're bound to get some brand new first party announcements. Sure. Right? So, as always, we start with uh, Wii and Wii U ports. Right. I think we're, you know, I think we're at the point where we're, where we're bound to get less and less of these. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but here's one I think we actually could get at this direct. Metroid Prime Trilogy. I think this dovetails pretty nicely with my prediction about Metroid Prime 4, because they could be like, we know that it's a while to wait before Metroid Prime 4 comes out this Christmas, so to tide you over, here's yeah. the first three games. Yeah, here's the first three <laughs> games, like, yeah, like releasing this spring or this summer, yeah. I I think you could be right about that. I could also see them being like, Metroid Prime 4 uh is aiming for a 2021 release date mm-hmm. so here in 2020 right. you can play the trilogy sure. you can take a year to beat those three games <laughs> and then you'll be ready for some four 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 what wacky antics is dark samus the stupidest character in metroid gonna get up to this time 
Who knows? (laughs) Here's some ports that we predict, like, a lot whenever we do direct predictions. Yeah. And they haven't shown up yet. Uh, Wonderful. means you gotta keep predicting them. Wonderful 101, Skyward Sword HD, and uh, the Pikmin Trilogy. Yeah. Uh, Losing faith in these. (laughs) uh, Rearing their heads. Uh So... Uh, Skyward Sword HD, I would say, is particularly unlikely. Sure. Um, as if we're going with my prediction that uh, that Breath of the Wild two is happening this year, right? They don't want to suck the oxygen out of that, right? However, if it's not, if Breath of the Wild two isn't coming out this year, maybe Skyward Sword HD twenty twenty, mm-hmm. Breath of the Wild two twenty twenty one. Sure, I can see that. Um, however, between Metro Prime Trilogy, Wonderful One Hundred One. Skyward Sword HD Pikmin Trilogy, I think a minimum of one of them will get announced during this Direct. Okay. But a maximum of two. <laughs> uh, and maybe even a maximum... I'll say a maximum of two. Okay. Um, uh, If I had to guess, I'd say Metroid Prime Trilogy and Pikmin Trilogy. Maybe they'll even put them in the same block as, like, trilogies that are old. Okay. I don't think they'll do that. Actually, I think they'll they'll give Metroid Prime their own block so that they can also mm. talk about Metroid Prime Four a bit. Sure. And I, uh, since I'm operating under the assumption that uh, that uh, Metroid Prime Four is happening, well, then we we'll know that specifically that uh, Breath of the Wild Two. Yeah. Since I'm operating under the assumption that Breath of the Wild Two is coming out uh, next year and not this year. I will say that it's going to be Metroid Prime Trilogy and Skyward Sword HD. Okay, nice. Nice, nice. Um, okay. Uh, so, beyond... Now, hmm? uh, I was just going to say, I, I noticed that you don't have Xenoblade Chronicles X on here this time. Yeah, because we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles uh, HD uh, definitive edition. Right. Yeah. Like they're, yeah. they're not going to put both of those out in the same year. That's fair. So I think we're not getting Xenoblade Chronicles X until like 2021 bare minimum, maybe 2022. Maybe we'll, we were not, maybe we will not get it for the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe we are waiting until like the switches follow up console <laughs> before we get a Xenoblade Chronicles X like remaster. We're proud to announce the Swatch, and the first game coming out for it is Xenoblade Chronicles X port. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But, like, it's just the word export. <laughs> uh. Doug Bowser claps for himself. So, <laughs> <laughs> so after ports, um, I think... I think we'll also get like some some new like small to medium scale announcements, right? Okay. Uh, first off, in Japan and Europe, uh, Brain Age for the Switch has come out or is about to come out. Okay. Uh, no such announcement has been made for the U.S., but I feel like we'll get that Brain Age game. Yeah. I feel like that's an easy game to like even like shadow drop almost. You yeah, know? I was gonna say like if it's already out in Europe or coming out in Europe, yeah, then like you just have to change like practice with an s to practice with a c <laughs> <laughs> yeah like i i think the reason it didn't come out in the states is just because the u.s branch of nintendo wants to move it to a spot where it can sell optionally sure. yeah so i think they will announce it for like a march or april mm-hmm. or may uh release okay and that's what's happening with that I think we'll get some kind of shadow drop for the eShop mm-hmm. uh made by like a company that um that nintendo tends to collaborate with and that'll just be like a 
just like a new IP, not not attached to any existing franchises. Okay. It's just like kind of small and, and like, you know, low to mid budget and experimental, but kind of sure. neat. The sort of little town hero effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kinda, some something little town hero-y, yeah. Okay. Um I think maybe they will announce like for spring or summer. Okay. Uh a new Mario sports game from Camelot. Oh, okay. It's, it's been long enough since they released Mario Tennis Aces. Sure. Do you have any thoughts about what what it'll be? Um Mario Volleyball. Mario Volleyball. Yeah. Ooh, that's pretty good. And not just because I've been watching IQ with you guys <laughs> a lot. Me and Amy have uh recently started watching IQ and binging the hell out of it. I did not expect to love those volleyball boys nearly <laughs> as much as I do. But you do. Yeah, very invested in their story. Uh, current Just started the second season. Excited for more seasons. Has there been a Mario volleyball game before? Because I was trying to think of one, a sport they hadn't done before, but that would be interesting as a Mario sports game. A Mario volleyball game was pitched at one point, I think by Next Level Games. Okay. And uh, and I think it was shut down by uh, it it did not um okay uh yeah Super Mario Spikers oh, okay uh uh was developed by Next Level Games planned for release on the Wii it was worked on in two thousand six and two thousand seven but n- never formally announced as a title in development uh until a prototype was leaked in twenty fourteen. Uh, the game was was canceled by Nintendo before release. So yeah, I'm gonna say that we're just gonna they're gonna try that again. And it's going to work this time. Uh, I I could see that because like mechanically they wouldn't have to change too much from Mario Volleyball to right. Mario Tennis. You know, uh, I think that it will be a new Mario Baseball game. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I'm down for that. I like baseball. Yeah, I think. Uh, Mario Sluggers. Yeah, yeah, Mario Sluggers, although those were that was not developed by Camelot, but I think Camelot will develop this one. Okay. When they made Mario Sports Superstars for the 3DS, it consisted of five sports, football, baseball, golf, tennis, and horse racing. Okay. Um, so I, I think uh, they have a little experience with baseball. There's ways to make a baseball game feel like kind of kind of cool and competitive, like they tried to do with Mario Tennis Aces. Sure. Right? Yeah. And I think... I think golf, which which is you know they also made the Mario Golf franchise. Mm-hmm. I think golf is like slow paced enough that maybe maybe they won't want to take that approach yeah, to golf. Right, I get that. But baseball, I think is is a bit more it's a bit more engaging. Like on online multiplayer for that could be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and baseball it will be a featured sport during the Olympics in twenty twenty. Uh... So maybe they'll they'll jump on that wagon sure um i do think we'll we'll get a mario sports game in 2020 and uh yeah a a mario baseball game by camelot cool i'm down for that cool and you're you're saying mario volleyball yep mario spikers nice i don't think they'll call it mario mario spikers mario smackers (laughs) no i think they'll just call mario mario volleyball mario slappy dappy (laughs) two (laughs) <laughs> they call it's just it's it's an actual <laughs> sequel to a game that never came out mario <laughs> slappy dappy 2 they call they called it mario strike they call it mario spikers in development because it was by the team that made mario strikers okay yeah 
That's why I'm not calling mine Mario Spikers. You almost did. Not anymore. Okay, so... <laughs> uh, another small to medium scale announcement. A new Kirby game, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, been a little while sure. since, since Kirby Star Allies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we got that we were free to play Kirby game. Yeah, I downloaded that and deleted it almost five minutes after playing it. <laughs> uh, and... Um, and yeah, I think uh, I think maybe they'll announce a new Kirby game for this year. Cool. Uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a Kirby game. It'll have some new gimmick, but it'll yeah. still feel very much like Kirby. They always surprise us with something, whether it's robots or mirrors or cell phones. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they they had like the friend mechanic for Star Allies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not sure what they'll do, but I'm sure they'll do something. Yeah, that'll something, be cool. Something where it still feels very Kirby, but there's some new gimmick. Whatever it is, our reaction will be, oh. I don't know. I could be really excited, actually. Well, mine will be, oh. It's it's been a while since I sank my teeth into a new Kirby game. And yours will be like, Ooh. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so a last small to medium scale announcement. I think they'll announce a brand new video game uh, in an IP that kind of like, uh, that they kind of make kind of lower budget games in. Okay. Right? So like uh like Paper Mario for example. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, thinking maybe a new Paper Mario. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you, do you want to do you want to lock that in? Do you think they'll announce a new Paper Mario in January or February 2020? Sure, it'll be a new Paper Mario. It won't be a, uh the kind of Paper Mario that I want it to be and I will write it off immediately and never play it. Okay, that's I, my prediction. I think they'll announce a new WarioWare game that will come out Ooh. in May 2020. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, that's what I think. I hope you're right. Because Intelligent Systems has been kind of quiet, mm-hmm. right? We all thought they were working on Fire Emblem Three Houses right. for like three years, <laughs> but it turned out that Koei Tecmo was doing 90% of the development work on that. <laughs> right. Uh, so that means Intelligent Systems must have been putting their team to use on some other Switch game. Okay. And WarioWare would make sense, assuming that WarioWare Gold made them any money. Sure. Yeah. If Intelligent Systems has, in fact, been hard at work at a new game, my sincerest hope is that it is a revival of the Advance Wars franchise. Ooh, yeah. Um, I I feel like Intelligent Systems is still not used to making games with the budget of a of an HD console. Mm, right, right. Right. And if they're making new Advance Wars, you'd hope it'd be an Advance Wars game with a budget of three houses. Sure, that's true. So I feel like maybe we'll get Advance Wars in the Switch's lifetime, mm-hmm. but I think they'll also ask Koei Tecmo for help on that one. <laughs> okay. Yeah. WarioWare, on the other hand, very easy to make that game for the Switch and yeah. still like, you know, just use the cartoony graphics I was gonna say, just do like two D shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, really want a WarioWare game. I hope it's true. I hope I know, I hope I know you do. You love that franchise. <laughs> and finally, I think they'll make like one like big announcement. Okay. Um or, you know, one or two big announcements like for first party. Mm-hmm. Um I think one of those will be like, you know, one of the, you know this huge, you know, one of the huge games we told you was in development but we didn't stick a date on it. 
that date is 2020. Okay. Like I, so I think either Breath of the Wild two or Metroid Prime four. Right. I think that'll be one of the big announcements. So okay. We're getting it this year. Another big announcement. Um, these. So one thing we always love predicting is a is a new spinoff of a first party IP mm-hmm. developed by a third party. They, you know, uh, because it's always fun and cool when that happens. Sure. One something like that hasn't really been announced in a while. Um, like you know, like, uh, like what, like Fire Emblem Warriors feels like the the last one to do. But really, yeah, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance three mm. was developed by Ninja Theory and mm-hmm. published by Nintendo, but that's not a Nintendo IP at the same time, right? So, uh, so I don't know. I I f- I feel like that will still keep happening, and that we're bound to get one like maybe within the next year or two, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what it would be at this stage. Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts? No, not really. It feels like it's such a, there's such a large pool of potential things that could happen. Yeah. That it feels hard to, to think that like any one of them is more likely to happen than any of the others. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Um, just going back to our last episode like death stranding did so well that nintendo has kojima productions (laughs) (laughs) develop some game uh that'd be so wild Um, kojima did just like tweet recently he was like i'm hard at work on my next project and it's like a picture of his keyboard (laughs) interesting yeah yeah either way i do think that it might be something that'll happen this year, and it'll be something like kind of wild that I'm not really expecting. Okay. Um, Kojima Productions making a <laughs> not that though fucking the, Mario game. Not that. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, <laughs> one thing I think could happen is it's it's been uh, it's 2017. Yeah, right? 2017 we got Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I think maybe we could see a new mainline Mario. Do you think it'll be Mario Odyssey two? Hmm, that's a good question because. Mm-hmm. We all loved Odyssey. Odyssey was a real good Mario game. Cool. Yeah. Um. So maybe like, especially if it's something we're getting in 2020. Sure. Like, I think we're getting a new mainline Mario game in 2020. It's probably Odyssey too. Okay. Um. However, uh, one thing I could see happening is that this is the year of either a new mainline Zelda or a new mainline Metroid right mm, all right right like this like according to us yeah like we're either getting breath of the wild 2 or we're getting metroid prime 4 right okay i thought you somehow i thought you meant like outside of that like in addition the metroid prime 4 met the sequel to metroid fusion yeah, is no, finally coming absolutely that's not. why i was so intrigued yeah I was like, yeah i was like a bold yeah, take yeah it's like why is he making yeah. that noise yeah no that's why i was <laughs> yeah, making that absolutely noise. not yeah like I think because we're getting one of the big three at the end of this year, mm-hmm. um, and I feel more like it's going to be either Metroid or Zelda. Right. I think Mario might be kind of a 2021 or even a 2022 thing. Okay. Yeah, I feel like, you know, they, they obviously wanted to get a lot of whammies out at the same time. Sure. Like, when the Switch launched, I think now they're, they want to, like, spread out their big boys a bit more, <laughs> right? Okay. Yeah. Spread out, big boys. <laughs> so I think a new mainline Mario is a possibility, but yeah. I, I doubt it. Okay. I especially doubt it for a January announcement. But yeah. I, I also just, yeah. 
don't see it happening in 2020. Uh, any other first party announcements you think could be on the table? Um, not really. Oh, yeah. Like what are the, what else? I don't know. Like uh, they're not going to do another F Zero because Shigeru Miyamoto is just on the record as saying he has no idea what to do with that game franchise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got a Zelda in the pipeline. We got a Metroid in the pipeline. Mario's a ways off uh we've already talked about kirby uh-huh. um they're not making a new pikmin uh what else i don't know what else could there be uh mother four <laughs> uh, yeah i'm gonna say no yeah fair um okay so let's move to potential third party announcements all right so i think they'll do some showcases for titles that they've already announced sure one of those will be snack world the dungeon crawl gold all right uh snack world is one of level fives like new projects it's like about a boy who dungeon crawls while eating snacks or something don't really know a whole lot about that game wow, that's just what i do I just play <laughs> rpgs and eat snacks <laughs> but I was doing but, that earlier today. I was eating ice cream and playing Trials of Mana. <laughs> I am a Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl Gold Boy. It's me. Uh, <laughs> it's a game about me. So, uh, Level 5 always loves to, you know, make these new IPs and put a lot of, like, marketing into them. Like, yeah. Yo-Kai Watch and Inazuma 11. Mm-hmm. God, when are we getting that new Inazuma 11 game? Feels like never. Yeah. Any- anyway, uh... <laughs> Uh, Snack World is their latest of those, and I think Nintendo is going to help them market it by showcasing it in the Direct. Cool. It's supposed to come out, like, uh, February 2020, so I think they'll just, like, kind of show some gameplay and stuff. No two words put together has ever described what I do in my free time better than Snack World. (laughs) It's honestly astounding. Another thing I think will get showcased is Uh, Digimon Survive. Cool. We've been learning more about the game in bits and pieces, and I think we'll just get like a nice little, hey, this game is slated for this release window now, because we just have a vague 2020 at present. Uh, Moon RPG Remix Adventure. This very very quirky, interesting PS1 game that actually inspired Undertale. Ah. Uh, It's one of Toby Fox's biggest inspirations for, for Undertale. Moon RPG Remix Adventure. They got a re-release for the Switch in Japan recently, mm-hmm. and the guy who made it was like, I, "I'm this will come out in the states also. I'm localizing it, huh. and it's come uh, releasing it in the U.S. Uh, in the not too far future." Okay, so I think they'll show it in the Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct. They might even shadow drop it. Sure. Uh, Rivals of Ether, hmm. uh, a Smash-like fighting game that you and I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, Did we give it away at one point? We gave it away at one yeah, point. Yeah, we gave it away on this podcast at one point. Yeah, a game we gave away on this podcast. Yeah, so some of you listening now might be familiar with it because of us. Ooh, you're welcome. Oh, hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Re- really cool game. Yeah. Um, Craig like, is the best character. Craig is really cool. Um, I'm, I don't know where he is in the tier lists, but he's my best. Uh, he's. I think Dan is actually on record of saying Craig is his favorite, and that he oh. always wants to buff Craig. <laughs> uh, but uh, one thing that uh, that Rivals of Ether's development team has been working on for a long time now is a definitive edition for the Switch. Uh, it was announced a while back, but we haven't seen it in motion. Okay. Um, I think last like Dan tweeted about it, he was kind of struggling with um 
with getting the online consistently working mm, on the Switch. Okay. But he has stated also that it is his like his primary goal to get Rivals of Ether out on the Switch this this year. Nice. Uh, so I think maybe Nintendo will let us know that. You know, I think maybe they'll sure. show a little Rivals of Ether. I'm down. Yeah. I like that game. It'd be mm. nice to be able to carry it around with me. Yeah. Play Crag all the time. <laughs> I'm partial to uh. Um, I like Rano a lot. The the frog uh, with, with yeah. like the poison sacks and okay. stuff. I'm not very good at him, but I like his kit a whole lot. I think you're gonna say the little, little orca that oh, does or- puddles. Yeah, or- Orkin and Orkin's puddle mechanics like really opened up a new world to me <laughs> of the kind of smash move move sets that could exist. Uh-huh. I love Orkin. Yeah, yeah, and Orkin was kind of my main when we did play. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Orkin's great. Yeah. And finally, Shin Megami Tensei Five. All right. Um, this game's been in development for a long time. I think, I think we're due to see some of it. Maybe sure. not a lot of it, but some of it. And I think maybe they'll try to. I think maybe it could come out in 2020. Cool. Yeah, I think we could get an indie shadow drop. My bet is Dicey Dungeons by Terry Cavanaugh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a very critically acclaimed game. People are really into it. It left early access on Steam recently, and uh, we know that a Switch version is in the works. Those are all good signs. Yeah, we don't know when it's coming out. Right. I think we'll get some indie announcements also. My guesses are the exact same as last time. <laughs> uh, Felseal Arbiter's Mark, mm-hmm. a a cool like kind of retro tactics game that we know they want to put on the Switch, but right. have not formally announced it for the Switch yet. Okay. And, uh, and Dean Dodrill's new game, Dean Dodrill being the the creator of Dust and Elysian Tale. Right. And uh never stop sneaking. Right. I uh he's he's been working on something and I bet it's for the Switch, so maybe it'll get announced in the next direct. Alright. Uh so some double A or triple A ports. So usually I have Apollo Justice trilogy on here. <laughs> I I removed it from the outline this time. Because we predicted so much and it just never happens. Yeah, that's I, fair. I feel like Ace Attorney, like I feel like the Phoenix Wright trilogy mm-hmm. undersold, mm. and uh, and that if if a port of four through six was planned, and if an Ace Attorney seven was in development, they might have been quietly like axed or postponed. That'd be a shame. Especially if they were axed. Yeah, like, yeah, I, I don't want to believe it, but where, where is my Ace Attorney? We haven't gotten <laughs> new Ace Attorney shit in like over a year. Uh-huh. Or, or have we? Did, when the fuck did? Okay. Not, it hasn't been over a year. It did... Uh, Ace Attorney Trilogy did come out earlier this year, actually, in 2019. Okay. In the States. Um, so actually, if Apollo Justice Trilogy came out in 2020, you know, I'm back on the fucking boat. <laughs> I'm back. Okay. All right. Yeah. Apollo Justice Trilogy. Woo! Or, you know, uh, the, a, a compilation of Ace Attorneys 4 through 6. Right. In 2020. Cool. And, uh... It'd be really great down the line to get an uh, an Ace Attorney Investigations duology, yeah, that like has a localized version of Miles Edgeworth too. Yes, and then like a great Ace Attorney duology 
yes. that has those two 3DS games that we never got in the States. Uh, I just want to play them and yeah. run around with Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, me too, yeah. man. Oh, God, that franchise is so good. It is. And they're always like, they, they won't localize these games. Cowards! Man, if you guys don't know anything about Ace Attorney and you're curious about it, just play it. It's really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great intro to visual novels, you know? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely a great pick for, like, a first, like, for someone trying a visual novel for the first time. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd say if you're into anime, mm-hmm. um, uh, do Ace Attorney. Yeah. If you're into, like, uh, if you're into, like, darker, like, uh, more, like, violent or like edgy mm-hmm. uh start with uh zero escape one start with sure. start with 999 yeah that's fair and if you just want to start with the most insane visual novel <laughs> you can get 428 shibuya scramble yeah yeah i don't i don't think 428 shibuya scramble is a good first visual novel no i think it's an amazing like when, once you're familiar with the genre get 428 shibuya scramble yes please get it uh, but maybe after you've played Ace Attorney, yeah, and then maybe after you've done like Zero Escape or Danganronpa or something like yeah. that, yeah, yeah, Danganronpa is a, a like if you're if you like anime, get Ace Attorney. If you really like <laughs> anime, yeah, get Danganronpa. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that aside, uh, Square Enix has been porting up a storm lately. Mm-hmm. They've they've really been doing a lot of ports. That's true. Um, so. Uh, I I think there's a couple we could get. One okay. is one is a Switch port of Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. or they'll they'll basically just do the Steam port, maybe give it a couple more tweaks, sure, and put it on the Switch. Okay, I think that'd be just it, that feels like a really good safe thing to do, you know. Yeah, I I feel like it's inevitable. Yeah, um, just gotta stick, you know, one of the most critically acclaimed and famous JRPGs to exist. Yeah. On the console, it makes sense. You're basically just printing money. Yeah, but I'm not super confident about that for a January, hmm. for a Q1 2020 direct announcement. Yeah. Here's what I am confident about. Okay. Nier, the hmm. first one. Oh. Yeah. I'd be confident about Nier Automata, but not the first one. Nier 1. Okay. For the Nintendo Switch remastered. Huh. Yeah. And then after the Switch direct, they will announce it for PS4 and Xbox One also. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Not yeah, not an exclusive. Right. But they'll announce it during the Switch Direct. Huh, okay. Yeah. Recently, uh Square Enix filed a new trademark for Nier. Ah, uh, okay. It is my my strongest of hopes that they're finally bringing the first Nier to be playable mm-hmm. on something that is not the original Xbox 360. I mean, I think that'd be pretty cool. To yeah, be clear. Yeah, I just I don't have the same level of confidence in it as you. Yeah, like I I think if I didn't see that trademark renewal, that, sure. that trademark filing, I I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in that. But I I do have confidence in that. Okay. I I think Nier Automata did so well, and I think I think Square knows now that the Nier franchise will make the money. Right. And sure. it can only make them more money if you can get if people can play the first one, you know. I mean unless they make a sequel, they could make more money that way. Yeah, but like but that's that's like part of the plan, you know? <laughs> put put out the near remaster, mm-hmm. then maybe announce a near 3 in the same breath, you know. Okay. Yeah. Like 
Like, it's like, hey, yeah, more Nier's coming. Wet your chops with this old Nier. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Just putting some water on my chops. <laughs> I know. I Like, I feel like, you know, I feel like there's definitely people like you that are just like, oh, cool, Nier Automata's cool. I'll just play that. I don't know anything about the first one. Cool, cool, laser, pew, pew, robots. Yeah. Uh yeah, but that's I, a good and nuanced explanation but I, of how I feel about this issue. That's cool. Yeah, I'll take that. But I think, I think there's got to be at least like, I, I like, you know, maybe not like a, an incredible stack of cash, uh-huh. uh, but like at least a decent demographic. That's me, where it's like, where it's like, oh, Nier Automata is a sequel. I'd like to play the first one first. Sure. Oh, it's on a console that I that I'm afraid will break if I turn it back on. <laughs> right um so i i feel like you know i feel like getting near one out there will both increase their sales of near automata and also really increase the audience they can get for a near three okay so yeah i think a near remaster will get if if it doesn't get announced during a february 2020 nintendo direct yeah i do think it will get announced for a console <laughs> in 2020 without a doubt okay yeah, that's that's I mean, that's yeah. something I'm I'm really confident about. Like to be clear, I I hope you're right, and I'd love to have it and play it, especially yeah. on my Switch. Yeah. Um. I I just don't feel the same level of confidence that you do that it's like a that it's a sure thing. I yeah. I I, I get that. I honestly think that Square is probably content to just leave near in the dust and just make near Automata two more to be. <laughs> swinging a sword while she's blindfolded they they have square enix has left games in the dust before <laughs> they've absolutely done that but they've been so like port happy lately sure. they're they're giving us a crystal chronicles remaster <laughs> for true. god's sake <laughs> <laughs> good delivery yeah thank, that's thank fair you. that i that i think that i think we've got a we've got a shot we've got a good shot at near okay uh side note one that we're now confirmed to not be getting that breaks my heart uh, is a xenosaga remaster yeah god that that's yeah earlier i brought up xenoblade chronicles x i was uh-huh. wondering if you had taken that off of our outline because of the harada tweet no because yeah Z- xenoblade's nintendo xenosaga is namco bandai right but just yeah. you know yeah yeah no anyway. like but yeah harada recently tweeted uh, like some someone asked Harada, it's like, hey, uh, I'd love like a Xenosaga like trilogy remaster, and he's like, we were working on that. We did have plans to make that. Then we did a profit evaluation, decided that we would not make money off of it, and yeah. canceled it. Which is just such a huge shame because yeah. I love. Well, I never played the third one, but I loved the first one, and yeah. the second one was fine <laughs> and i've heard the third one was really good yeah like I, i've heard that two is kind of the black sheep and that yeah. one and three are really good yeah like i like i can i can see how they came to the conclusion that they wouldn't make money off of xena saga mm-hmm. but i feel like i feel like if they did xena saga trilogy mm-hmm. like hd remaster had nintendo publish or market it say from the creators of Xenoblade Chronicles <laughs> right. and make it a Switch exclusive, uh-huh. I think I think that would make them some money, yeah. you know? Maybe not an incredible amount, but enough to be in the black with that game. Sure. And even if they lost money on it, I think it'd be a good loss leader. I think having 
having a really like iconic franchise on the switch mm-hmm. like getting to play through that history i think uh yeah i i really hope they rethink that yeah no but, i i completely agree i agree on all counts yeah but once that announcement's out in the open it feels like that's the decision yeah and, and they're done like he wouldn't say that if if there he, was a chance exactly it yeah like people would just need to scream about about this <laughs> announcement about uh-huh. him saying it was canceled for namco bandai to reconsider and i don't think that really happened no i think there was some sadness from the from the diehard fans yeah yeah i mean uh, even i a huge fan of these games basically just reacted to it on twitter by saying like well that sucks but at least he was honest you know (laughs) like yeah i wasn't angrily tweeting at him being like oh come on yeah put it on the switch which which i don't think people should do no i but i haven't even seen really like a campaign to revive it you know I although I think really this this isn't these aren't the years of operation rainfall anymore you know <laughs> like I think I think fan campaigns are a thing that people have lost confidence in and that yeah. people don't really do anymore yeah well you know if you listeners are ever at like a like a cool little game store or you just like are looking for an RPG to play and you find a good copy on eBay or Amazon or something. And you have $180 to spare. (laughs) My point is that Xenosaga is a really interesting, fascinating series of RPGs that are worth playing. Yeah. If the opportunity presents itself to you. Yeah, I I would have loved that opportunity because that's a franchise I've never played. Yeah. And I've been waiting to like play it on a modern console. I will have to wait longer <laughs> at the very least. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh last thing I put on the AAA ports list is Mass Effect trilogy. Mm-hmm. I don't really think that's going to get announced in February. Not me either. I I feel like it will get announced for something within the next year or two. I think uh I think EA is currently figuring out how to go about that and how to remaster it. Right. But uh yeah, I don't think it'll be announced for the Switch in February of 2020, but I thought I'd bring it up anyway. Okay. Um, Speaking of things we thought we'd bring up anyway. <laughs> wait. <laughs> uh so the those are the double A and triple A yeah. ports. Do you have any other like ports you think we might get? Uh no. Nah, any other really. port announcements? Nope. Yeah. I think I think there's still some Devil May Cry games we haven't gotten. Right. Like, yeah, we we got one and two. Yeah, so maybe they'll announce three. Three would be cool. Three is excellent. Yeah. It's really, really great. I've, I've heard good things about three. Switch. Yeah. I've heard good things about three. Haven't played a single Devil May Cry game <laughs> unless uh the demo of Devil May Cry four counts. <laughs> right. Um but I I've heard really good things about three specifically. Yeah, three is really cool. Yeah um yeah so i yeah i I don't think i have any other ports in mind okay i'm I'm sure i'm sure we'll get some ports that we did not predict yes yes so after that i think there'll also be some some like fairly major like big third party announcements Mm -hmm. sean do you have any in mind yes as a matter of fact (laughs) daniel i do i think that we are going to get a great new game that you've never heard me talk about on this podcast before. Uh, yeah. It starts with an M, and then there's another part that starts with an H, and then there's a number five at the end. It's Monster Hunter 5. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a Switch exclusive 
that reuses assets from Monster Hunter World in a hmm. brand new game with Monster Hunter World's mechanics. Wow. Yeah. Um, I agree that Monster Hunter 5 will be announced. Okay. However, I think it will differentiate itself from Monster Hunter World in some way. Okay. I don't know if it'll make it more technical. I don't mm-hmm. know if it'll make it more casual. But I think it will be a different feeling game than Monster Hunter World. Cool. Because in a couple of years, they will announce Monster Hunter World 2. <laughs> right. And the, the world franchise will be different than the numbered franchise. Mm-hmm. That makes I, sense. I think, I think they will try to have an audience for Monster Hunter fans on the Switch. And an audience for Monster Hunter fans on the PS4 and Xbox One. Sure. And and keep those babies separate Mm -hmm. mostly i was just thinking of like like back in the days of the wii and the psp we had monster hunter try which came out yeah and that was kind of like the new third generation game yeah and then we had monster hunter portable third which only came out in japan which was basically like try with a new hub town and without swimming and with some other new like monsters and stuff okay so i'm wondering if we're going to see something similar where it's like this is not monster hunter world oh winky blinky i see yeah i see uh yeah that'd be interesting Mm -hmm. uh but i i'm finally joining you on predicting yeah yeah like i've i've been saying for a while i think monster hunter 5 will get announced early in 2020 Mm -hmm. so i think this this first 2020 direct they'll announce monster hunter 5 it might even be their one more thing jump on this rathalos with me and ride into the sunset of our dreams baby (laughs) monster hunter 5 and it's gonna be a shadow drop i'm not predicting that (laughs) to be totally clear that would be there's no way that would be phenomenally (laughs) absurd oh god I'd I'd give you reins on the podcast <laughs> if it was a if you predicted that and it was a shadow. This is the drop. next episode. Hello, welcome to Smashing Theory. I'm Sean. It's only me. <laughs> it's it's your podcast now. Daniel is living in a different apartment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't live with this bitch anymore. Oh man. Uh, yeah. And I any other. Uh, big third-party announcements you think could happen uh okay here is my second slash another wacky prediction okay a port with some serious compromises made of resident evil 2 for the nintendo switch Ooh, maybe (laughs) uh i I think we're gonna get an announcement that it's coming and not maybe not much else okay interesting that's you know, I, I think, actually, that's kind of a reasonable prediction. Oh. I I could even see it being something like uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake Streaming Edition <laughs> only in Japan. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, because there is a streaming version, like, there's there's a cloud version right. of Resident Evil 7 that's playable in Japan. In huh, ways. okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, I, could, I could see that doing. I could see them doing that for Resident Evil Remake. Okay. Um, big third-party announcement. Big boy. Um, like honestly, honestly, I think like uh, a Shin Megami Tensei Five blowout sure. could could cover that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think we made some good third-party predictions. Me too. Okay. Cool. So those are all of our non-Smash predictions. Yes. So now it's time 
for our smash predictions for the direct all right let's smash it up so the biggest uh item on the menu of course is character five right still missing in action yep we thought we were really sure we'd get an announcement uh during the game awards uh nothing we know we're getting this character by the end of february 2020 but they have not shown their face so they got to show their face at some point soon right so character five trailer Mm -hmm. during the smash during the the february 2020 nintendo direct right or during the q1 2020 nintendo direct shadow drop Uh oh it comes out the day of the direct okay uh immediately after the direct we get a sakurai showcase of that character (laughs) and you know uh if they announced monster hunter 5 the monster hunter being in smash would dovetail nicely with that it would is is that or is that who you're predicting is character 5 yes (laughs) that's yeah i think that's not bad i think that's not a bad prediction thank you um i'm I think I'm still predicting Tracer. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm starting to get like antsy about that. <laughs> like I'm starting to feel like Tracer was definitely locked in as a DLC character at some point. Mm-hmm. Part of me is worried that she was literally in development. <laughs> Blizzard made those terrible Hong Kong decisions. Mm, okay. Nintendo canceled her as a character. Hmm. And the reason we haven't gotten a character announcement yet is because they are now trying to fast track the sixth character, <laughs> now the fifth character, huh. for a February 2020 release. It'll be fascinating when we find out about that in like 20 years, if that's true. <laughs> right, you know, yeah. When some old person that used to work for Nintendo is like, I remember the Smash controversy. Yeah. When we axed Tracer. Yeah. Um, I, I'm starting to, like, wonder, like, I, so, I, but I, I think that, like, I think it's a little too early to make that conclusion. I think sure. it goes a little into conspiracy theory territory <laughs> if I, if that's the conclusion I draw before yeah. something's even announced. So, I think, uh, I think I'll still predict Tracer. Okay. But I could still see it being a Hachi minecrafter or crash bandicoot instead yeah you don't like any of those options i like crash bandicoot the best of them which just is a bad indicator of how i feel about (laughs) that that trio i mean you might as well have said uh, i don't know maybe it'll be uh spinach cooked in garbage Uh, (laughs) maybe it'll be uh bananas tossed in a mayonnaise puree or maybe it'll be raw Brussels sprouts. It's like, yeah, okay, I'll take raw Brussels sprouts out of those three options. Bananas and a mayonnaise puree doesn't sound awful to me. Don't say those words together, <laughs> one after the other, I forming mean, a sentence. I like bananas, I like mayonnaise. Look, man, I like cookies and I like mustard. That doesn't mean I'm going to make mustard cookies. <laughs> I don't you just mix them together to like a little pudding, you know? I hate you. <laughs> I hate the words that are coming out of your <laughs> mouth hole right now. Uh, so, so okay. So I think Tracer Shadow Drop. You do you think you think Shadow Drop's gonna happen? Sure. All right. So Monster Hunter Shadow Drop. Yeah. 
with with you know with a respective stage for each of those characters mm-hmm. and and music. Um, what do you think Tracer's stage would be? Tracer's stage will be King's Row. Nice. Yeah. Um, because she's British. Well, yeah. Um, although actually, maybe um. Maybe they'll want to do a location that isn't a real location. Right. I think sure. we might have had this conversation before. We probably did, but it was like literally over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Or or you know, something close to that. Yeah. Um so maybe like I don't think it'll be the space station that Winston lives on, although that right. would, although that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think it'll happen on that map. Uh where the first Overwatch like story mode happened. Oh yeah, the, like that one map where like Tracer, Tiorbjorn, uh-huh. uh huh, Reinhardt and Mercy like right. teamed up right. to like fight those waves of robots. The like co-op multiplayer map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a I, good one. Yeah, like I, I think like that the events of that will be like happening in the background. Nice. Uh, while while you fight on some platforms. Cool. I yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's that's my guess. If it's if it's Heihachi, it'll be that weird, like, robot Ugh. factory where he punched the missile. That would be a cool stage. Yeah. I'll give you that. <laughs> if it's Minecrafter, it'll be Minecraft. And if it's Crash Bandicoot, I don't know, it'll be Australia. <laughs> it'll, it'll be that, that level. Sure. Wampa Woods. All right. Wampus Womp. That's that level. Wampus Womp. <laughs> And if it's Monster Hunter, it'll be an airship ride to all the different zones. Oh, that's cool. Thank you. Yeah, that's <laughs> if, like if it's if it's Monster Hunter, I think they'll just f- say fuck it and make it the first like zone from Monster Hunter World. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, just have like you know a bunch of different monsters show up. Anjanath shows up, breathes fire. Yeah, uh, Rathalos swoops in breeze fire <laughs> <laughs> what what do monsters do in monster hunter what 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 do monsters do in monster hunter uh, breathe fire <laughs> yeah that, that's what i was saying yeah i i i, I love how like <laughs> i love how like you look dumbfounded at me for a second like you didn't see like the obvious setup i was giving you no, I, for a second, I thought you were. I thought you meant like elaborate to our listeners the things that monsters do in Monster Hunter, <laughs> and so my brain was just going like, well, I don't know. They do a lot of things. You hunt them, and then sometimes they just walk around and they do whatever they want. And sometimes they see you and they like fight you. Uh, sometimes they fight each other. Well, what and, else oh, do they do? Wait a minute, it's a joke. <laughs> Breathe fire. <laughs> uh, that had very like, hey Grundy, say fire is bad. Fire, fire is bad. bad energy yeah it did yeah i agree with that um so okay cool uh so we think they'll shadow drop we'll get a sakurai showcase um the sakurai showcase will obviously have some me costumes any sure. me costume ideas <laughs> good good I, I don't know why i made that noise yeah you, um, it sounded like you were like that was like half a yawn no <laughs> it's gonna be sleepy pete yeah i love sleepy pete yeah i don't know what do you think um you know i think obviously there'll be some costumes that will tie into whatever character gets released yeah like so if it's tracer i think we'll get like a a, a, a reaper me gunner oh true um a winston brawler mm-hmm. uh and uh 
a Genji Sword Fighter. Genji Sword Fighter, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. I Ooh, maybe a Bastion Gunner. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I'll say that if it's Monster Hunter, we're getting a Palico Gunner. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Um, and I think you also get like monster just Monster Hunter me costumes. Uh oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh Okay, uh, and then do we think there'll be any other Smash announcements? Uh, no. I think that maybe after Character 5, mm-hmm. like maybe during the Direct, or maybe even after the Character 5 showcase, mm-hmm. they'll show us a trailer for Character 6. Oh, interesting. Show us a, ca- a trailer for Character 6, Okay, and that they'll get a release window, they'll, they'll be like, you know, spring 2020, April 2020. Cool. Um, and, uh, and then it'll fade back to Sakurai saying, that's right, we're working on more characters, <laughs> starting with character six. Uh-huh. Uh, here's details on Fighter Pass 2. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, that, that is what I think will happen. Do you think that will happen? Um, sure. Let's go with that. I oh. like that prediction. I oh. think it's good. Okay, cool. It feels Sakurai-ian. Yeah, who do you think will be character six? Um... Byleth. Byleth? Sure. By- Byleth isn't a bad pick. That, that, yeah, there could be worse picks than Byleth. Um, I think... Man. So... So here's here's the predictions we've made of who we think the next six characters will be, right? Right. Together, we think that Sora, Tracer, and the Astral Chain protagonist uh, will be, like, amongst the next six DLC characters. Sure. Then you think that uh, that Monster Hunter, Jin from Tekken, and Byleth from Three Houses will be the other half of that. Yeah. I think that Heihachi, Minecrafter, and Crash Bandicoot will be the other half of that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, you know what? Actually, Sora would be a great intro to Fighters Pass Two. I, I was thinking, I was yeah. thinking Sora. Yeah, I'm changing mine to Sora as well. Yeah, I, yeah, like I was thinking about Sora. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, like the the problem is, I think, like really anyone, anyone on my list besides the Astral Chain protagonist and mm-hmm. Tracer, who I've already said, sure. Like I think any of them could be a a good first reveal. Uh-huh for for fighters past two sure you know i think sir would be the best one but i think heihachi minecrafter or crash bandicoot would all have kind of a whoa yeah um you know minecrafter and crash kind of feel like a two or later kind of announcement okay. right sure like my minecraft and crash bandicoot is like that's weird and i like it but like <laughs> I, mean, I think if, they'll if you, if you like it yeah <laughs> right that's weird and i may or may not like it <laughs> uh but i feel like like the fires pass will start with like a fan favorite that we've okay. been waiting for. I think Heihachi is that to an extent, even if the fan is not necessarily in this room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I I really want it to be Sora. I think I'm just gonna say Sora. Yeah. Yeah. Just imagine Sakurai's like, by the way, we have one more thing. It fades to black, and then you just hear, I've been having these weird thoughts lately. <laughs> Like, is any of this for real or not? And then he just falls into the world of Smash. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what's, yeah. What's what's the stage? Uh oh, it's gotta be uh um, Destiny Destati. Oh. Uh, or that. Yeah. I've like I was 
was between those two, <laughs> like either Destiny Islands or the stained glass. Yeah, and I think it would just be him like falling, like he'd fall onto a particular stained glass thing, and then maybe they could do a Pokemon thing where like elements of that world come up, you know? Uh-huh. You just keep kind of doing that through a series of different transformations. That's Int- what I would do with it. Interesting. Wait. What? Say, say that again? Like, what, what, All right, so, you know, you're in Destati world uh-huh. doing the tutorial, and there's like a snow white uh, stained glass. There's like a Beauty and the Beast stained glass. Oh. I think like the particular one that you fall on, and it could be stuff that's just like more evocative of Disney worlds than right. actually representative of them. Right. But like maybe you fall on one and suddenly you're in like this creepy old mansion and then you fall on another one and you're in an enchanted castle. That's that's really cool. I think that will not happen. I think especially that you will not see Snow White or Belle. Well, right. Or, or no, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah. like I think it'll be very yeah okay okay yeah like yeah i think if it's destati like like the stained glass will be of kingdom hearts characters like sure. you know okay. like the, it'll, yeah. it'll be the sora destati or like the riku destati or maybe it'll even like kind of alter between them sure right? um which two music tracks do you think we're getting from the kingdom hearts franchise uh so i think we're getting uh when you walk away Ooh, you don't hear me say i yes. i think we're gonna want that one and we're not gonna get it oh, baby. <laughs> i don't think we'll get any vocal utada hikaru tracks terrible yeah but I, also i see what you mean yeah like i want it i want it real bad <laughs> i want real real bad sean yeah <laughs> you said that so sexy i i, I want I, it real bad sean <laughs> I, t- I want it real, real bad. I, I don't, I don't want to bone the music, <laughs> but I wish it was in the game. Sure, yeah, like not I, so you could bone it, just so you could admire it in a in a sexy way. Yeah, sure. I uh, yeah, you said that, not me. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, oh, okay. Well, one that I think we could definitely get is the music when you're fighting Riku in Kingdom Hearts One. Hmm. You know the organs and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that that's one, and then probably just some battle theme. Yeah, just just like a battle theme, not yeah. even a very good one. Neither like of a... them will be remixes. Yeah, nope. Yeah, I could see us maybe getting simple and clean instrumental. Mm, right, but I would not even, <laughs> I would not even bank on that. Sure. Um. Honestly. I think if we do get a simple and clean instrumental, it'll be, like, a part of a Kingdom Hearts medley that's actually just them, like, playing several instrumental songs in succession. Maybe. Honestly, I have so little faith in Square Enix <laughs> giving us good music. Yeah. I could see one of two of the tracks just being Dearly Beloved. Right. Not even, like, a battle remix of it. Just, <laughs> just like, regular-ass Dearly Beloved and us trying to fight on the stage with that sure. music. Yeah. Or they give us no Kingdom Hearts music, and it's just the Final Fantasy music that's already there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Dearly beloved being like that. Right. <laughs> it's like literally just the title theme music. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And then the other theme, <laughs> the other theme, actually, the other theme is just the Traverse Town song. Yeah. And it's not like, like, not even the combat version. It's like, intense action to that. And then somehow it's like the most competitive stage. So it's the only stage. It replaces Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's all the people play on. And so you're just watching the grand finals and it's two bayonetas fighting each other. To, do, 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 do. Well, at least it won't be two bayonetas. Well, that's time. true. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's history. Not because they buff bayonetta and she comes back. Oh, I see. I yeah, see. And, yeah. and the, in this in this <laughs> most terrible universe. <laughs> no, they they managed to get Disney's permission to use the Cinderella music. Oh no! <laughs> it's also that stage for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for, for those that are getting this very specific joke yeah for those who don't understand this private joke between daniel amy lee and myself well you know i feel like other people have felt our pain all right in in kingdom Hearts: birth by sleep uh there is a cinderella stage and cinderella stage just has on loop just like just an instrumental version of that that's way too short yes exactly it's on it's like a 20 second loop it's so bad and it just goes over and over like <laughs> like i just be like running to the stage and just be like just be like here is the song is playing again oh why is this playing again uh, i wish i was dead it's the worst thing yoko shimamura has ever done and you know like it felt like she did it at gunpoint yeah like yeah. i'm like I'm, i feel like this is not i'm not this is not her fault somehow because no. no this was definitely like this is a situation where she wrote an incredible song for that world, <laughs> and then there was a Disney suit in the room when she was playing it, and he was like, "No, do Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo instead." Yeah, and she was like, away. and she's like, "I'll fucking give you Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo." <laughs> you want Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Here I go. Like I feel like she, yeah. I feel like she wanted to make a much better Cinderella song and yeah. either like they gave her like a budget of two dollars or like <laughs> you have seven minutes to make the song. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh I didn't expect the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack talk to be that long, but maybe I should have because I'm really salty about Square Enix and yes. the soundtrack music. We are both salty about Square Enix and passionate about the Kingdom Hearts soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, it was man. a recipe for disaster. This was a Molotov cocktail of a conversation. <laughs> and we threw it all over ourselves. <laughs> We're on fire right now. A beautiful metaphor. <laughs> Gorgeous. Okay. And well, also, just so you're aware, in that Molotov cocktail, Square Enix is the rag, and Yoko Shimomura <laughs> is the petrol. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yep. Nice. Because I don't like Square Enix when it comes to letting music be in Smash, but I do like Yoko Shimomura. You heard it here. Sean Francis hates rags. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I like them. <laughs> uh, anyway... Any other Smash predictions? Uh, nope. Cool. Uh, alright, that's what we think is gonna happen in a 2020 Nintendo Direct that's happening within a month or so. Right. So, let's open some listener mail. Yeah. GreatSwordADV on Twitter says, I predict I'll be even more disappointed than I was at the Game Awards. (laughs) Let's say Super Mario 3D World Deluxe... (laughs) 
with new Toadat. Then Toadat is a pre-order bonus for Smash DLC Wave 2. <laughs> oh, Great man. Great Sword, that, that is very disappointing. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're, you're breaking my heart, Great Sword. I, I hope you're wrong. Yeah, I that's... That's a great prediction for something <laughs> disappointing, though. Yes, that is true. Great prediction. It makes me sad. Thank you, Great Sword. Thanks. Sergio V has sent us another email. Welcome back, Sergio V. Hey, guys. I still think a GTA character will be the fifth DLC for Smash. Okay. Anyways, do you guys like the idea for a new Mario Strikers for the Switch? <laughs> and what are the chances of getting it? I like the idea. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sticking to my volleyball production. Yeah, I think you should stick to your volleyball. Like, uh, I I love the Mario Strikers games. They Super, were great. Yeah, Super Mario Strikers Charge. Fucking good, good-ass game. Yeah, Tornado in the middle of your soccer field. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man, that game was so cool. Luigi uh, pretending to be an airplane when he scores. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The, amazing. Yeah. I would really like a new Super Mario Strikers game. Me too. I really love to see it on the Switch. Yeah. I think it's a minimum of three years before we see that game. Hmm, okay. Uh, the Super Mario Strikers franchise is developed by Next Level Games, mm -hmm. who just finished working on Luigi's Mansion 3 like right. 10 minutes ago. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Like, that's you know, fair. like the like some of that team is obviously still working on some DLC stuff for Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so, so yeah, we are not getting Super Mario Strikers supercharged like anytime soon but i would love it yeah yeah me too thanks sergio thanks sergio rotten sue rotten tsu that sounds like rotten sue to me on twitter says actually good good transition here uh -huh. rotten sue says a brand new Super Mario Strikers <laughs> will be announced alongside the reveal of two brand new captains, Rosalina and King K. Rule. Oh. They will also reveal a brand new story mode while hinting at a villain that we have never seen before. Huh. The fifth fighter for Fighters Pass for Smash Bros. Ultimate will be revealed to be Phoenix Wright from Ace Attorney. Oh, his, fuck yeah. His trailer will be him defending Joker in court because he <laughs> stole an invitation, uh, but it turns out to be his invitation to Smash. <laughs> We will get a reveal of a brand new expansion for, for Fire Emblem Three Houses, similar to Torna Country for Xenoblade 2, and it will be mm. releasing in March. Metroid Prime Trilogy and Mario 3D World will be the two new ports announced for the Switch. And we'll get a reveal of a brand new F-Zero game. <laughs> However, there will not be much information on it since it will be releasing in 2020. Okay. Final two announcements will be Punch-Out Time Tournament, where Little <laughs> Mac will fight boxers based on different time periods, like a samurai, a cowboy, Spartans, and more. Uh, and the second one will be a new trailer for Bayonetta 3. So two things, Rotten Sue. First of all, I can't speak to the likelihood of all those predictions, because there were a lot of them, but I loved every single one. Yeah, great And yeah. I think you should work at Nintendo. <laughs> Second of all, it's hilarious that you bring up the Punch-Out! time tournament, because I was just thinking, because I've been playing a lot of Super Punch-Out! Right. and just getting back into Punch-Out! in general, that it would be great if there were, like, a Punch-Out! prequel series where Little Mac, like, hits his head and gets transported back to the 1940s. <laughs> And the final boss is Doc Hudson oh. in his prime. Oh, wow. Know? Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> that's 
So we're, we're re- really interesting train of thought that must have led to that. Yeah. But, uh, but no, we're, we're on the same wavelength, Rotten Sue. I appreciate you. <laughs> that's where, Oh, he, uh, he also made one more, uh, ah. they, they made, uh, they also made one more, uh, prediction. Uh, they said the rest of the announcements will be, uh, indies and third parties. However, we'll get another indie collaboration similar to Cadence of Hyrule. Oh, interesting. The developers of the Binding of Isaac will be collaborating with Nintendo to make a top-down Kid Icarus game. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Binding of Isaac grosses me out because it's about a like a fetus, I think, right? Isn't it? Uh, it's like, a, like little, a baby with it's, it's it's like a little boy or a baby. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, but I like the idea of them making a Kid Icarus game. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like they're good game developers. Even, yes. Even if their setting is really gross. Oh, exactly. It's like Super Meat Boy. Like I appreciate the craft. Yeah. I. It, I just can't handle meat sliding against things. You do you know that that the co one of the co creators of Super Meat Boy is one of the co creators of Binding of Isaac? Why can't he make things that are not disgusting? <laughs> <laughs> that also makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I completely see that now. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. No, a- excellent excellent uh predictions rod and sue cool if that was the direct i'd i'd be really down for yeah. it my like my jaw would be on the floor and then my tongue would roll out like the mask in the <laughs> mask if that all turned out to be true that would be awesome yeah good good shit thanks yes. thanks rod and sue good shit um atlas fathom on twitter mm-hmm. says this is the absolute final chance to reveal fighter pass 5 in a direct if they intend to meet the February 2020 release deadline, I'm predicting a Fighter 5 reveal, either Gino, Tracer, or Lloyd Irving. Okay. And info on more DLC after the Fighter Pass, followed by the reveal of the first post-Fighter Pass fighter. <laughs> nice. Waluigi. <laughs> to be released in March or April. Okay. Let's start 2020 with a bang and a double reveal. <laughs> Uh yeah, thanks, Atlas Fathom. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I I would Waluigi as a new character for Smash would make me laugh. Yeah, know? like I would appreciate that on yeah. some level. Like like Waluigi is kind of like a like a piranha plant tier character where he doesn't get like right. a new stage or music, mm-hmm. but they just release he just him. Shows up. Yeah, like maybe he. Ooh, he's a uh, he's a free download if you have Nintendo Online. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. He just comes to you and for through the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, like I, I really don't think there'll be any assist trophy promotions like within this game. Right, right. Like as DLC. Sure. But like, I, I could see Waluigi being the one possible exception. Okay. Yeah. Like if if he happened, I'd be a little surprised. But but I could see, I would be able to see the decision process that brought nintendo to making him dlc yeah i know like they 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 like were like you know what fuck it like waluigi's playable waluigi can bust out a waluigi assist trophy he's waluigi whatever (laughs) right (laughs) sure yeah i I can see that happening but uh i wouldn't predict it myself but i i see a realm where that is possible yeah there's a route to it for sure yeah thanks atlas fathom yes finally uh listener mail on facebook from mm-hmm. garrett d all right 
<laughs> What's funny is he asked for Sora's Challenger Pack and Special Moves <laughs> and uh, Monster Hunter's Challenger Pack and Special Moves, and we kind of went into that a bit yeah. for both. We didn't really talk music for Monster Hunter. Right. Yeah, we'll get that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh i i think sora's moveset will be um based on a. I I think it'll actually be more kingdom hearts 2 than kingdom hearts 3 and you'll have those different drive forms i'm down for that yeah and we you've you talked before about monster hunter like moves yes like kind of just having that cool tool set and yeah yeah doing that shit switching weapons yeah um but uh so yeah garrett Garrett said give me sora's challenger pack and special moves but no disney Sean, give me Monster Hunter's Challenger Pack and uh, and special moves. Right. But for both of you, who's the most obvious missing character right now? <laughs> like Waluigi, Impa, Shadow, et al. I don't feel like anyone's missing, but personally, I'm surprised that both Toad and Tingle made it this far without being playable. Hmm. Also, special thanks to Amy Lee. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Garrett. Special thanks to Amy Lee. Woo! Um, yeah, that, I think that's a really interesting question. Me too. Because I think the, like, you know, throughout Smash's history, there were characters from, like, man, that, this character needs to be in Smash. Yeah. Why haven't they been in Smash yet? Like, right? Like, I really wanted Pit mm-hmm. from Kid Icarus to be in the game, and then he was in Brawl. And then you wanted Ridley to be in the game, and, and now he's in it. Yeah, finally he's yeah. in it. I wanted Ridley for a really long time. Oh, yeah. So yeah, for like a Ridley long time. Oh. Ah. Uh so it's yeah, it's kind of hard to think of any like glaring emissions at this point. Yeah, they've really covered a lot of their bases. Yeah. Like honestly, like the the biggest missing character I can think of is Sora, you mm-hmm. know, as this really just desired like third party character. Yeah. But I think within Nintendo if we're going first party, yeah, I don't know, like Toad and Tingle are good points. Uh-huh. Like, I, I think there were, there were moments in Smash history where they would have made a lot of sense as a character. Yeah. But I think those times have also passed. Yeah. I think Tingle is just incredibly irrelevant now. Uh, <laughs> right. Fortunately or unfortunately, depending on who you ask. Sure. I... <laughs> I wasn't unfortunately for a long time, but I think I'm sliding towards fortunately <laughs> as uh, uh-huh. as as his uh, his his joke kind of ages worse and worse. Sure, I get that. Um, really, actually, I was kind of for thinking of Nintendo to kind of like <laughs> like I still love Tingle when they started being afraid to use him, and uh, maybe you know I think in the end that was actually pretty good foresight on their part. Yeah, uh, and Toad, I think regular Toad is a character that shouldn't really be playable right like he's uh, plus he's already in the game yeah he's, he's already peaches moves be, but captain toad yeah we've talked about how captain toad should have been in the game at oh yeah yeah that was much of the early history of our podcast yeah <laughs> uh so i feel like a missing uh, it's it's probably a villain right mm-hmm because I think like all the protagonists are there already, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Star Fox has Wolf, Mario has Bowser, uh-huh. and Zelda. obviously you can't put like Andross in the game as a character. Yeah, Zelda has Ganondorf, and yeah. and none of the other Zelda like bot like you know antagonists are that important. 
a lot of the stuff that I keep thinking of is just stuff like Ganondorf, but with his own move set, or right. Luigi with the Poltergust. Right, but there, but Luigi is there. Ganondorf is there. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong finally has K. Rule. Mm-hmm. Metroid finally has Ridley. Yeah. And you're not gonna put Mother Brain in there. No. As a playable character. That that'd be kind of rad, but but yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, but no, that's not happening. Um. Maybe Porky? Hmm. Yeah, could be. Yeah, like Porky, like in Little Spider Mac? Uh huh. Or alternately, I was thinking that, like, even though I don't think we need any more Fire Emblem characters, we don't have Fire Emblem villains. True. You could throw somebody in there who's a Fire Emblem villain. Yeah, like, and, and that's the thing. I think, like, I think Fire Emblem protagonists say, like, stay, like, iconic and relevant. Mm hmm. But the villains, like, uh, yeah, don't, they, like, really, I think the one iconic villain mm-hmm. that has really, like, stayed popular through Fire Emblem history is maybe the Black Knight from Ike's right. Game. Right. God, he's so boring. Yeah, and, and Black Knight is actually already a me costume. Right. Um, Or, like, maybe if Sakurai wanted to do, like, a bit of a callback, um, Zephyl from the Game Boy Fire Emblems. Featured mm. most prominently in the one with Roy that never came to the States. Oh, um, But he okay. has this big kind of, like, sword that turns into a lance, and he just has a very striking and iconic design. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, th- that feels like... Yeah, I-, I don't know if I would call him missing, though. No, me neither. Yeah, or a glaring omission in any way. Um, yeah, I just don't think there are any glaring omissions anymore. Yeah, like, yeah, Black, Black Shadow from F-Zero's kind of whatever. Mm, right. Um... Like, you know, I'd only really want him in is if he got Ganondorf's moveset and Ganondorf could get his own moveset. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, like, really, the, the glaring emissions are... If there's a glaring emission, it's a character that was too new to be in the game when Ultimate came out. Like Springman. Mm-hmm. Like Springman sure. like Spring or Ribbon Girl. Yeah. yeah. Right? And maybe in five years, they won't feel like such a glaring omission anymore. Right. I mean, to me, they don't even feel like a glaring omission now yeah. because ARMS was just such... It it didn't to me have the kind of lasting impression on on me that a lot of other Nintendo IPs do. I guess it's I I think whether or not Springman or Ribbon Girl is a glaring omission will depend on whether or not there's an Arms two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd I'd like there to be an Arms two. I think Arms had a lot of potential. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and I I think they could really make that good good <laughs> video game. Yeah, if, if there was an Arms two, boil those arm noodles. In the pot of sequels. <laughs> I love how you just say shit. For <laughs> me to eat. <laughs> uh, yeah, like... I'm, I'm just good, moving, that was a good segue back on. to normal. normal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> move back to... Yeah. Yeah, like... Um, yeah, I think... Uh, They've plugged all the holes in the in the ship that is the Smash roster. You know they've got they've got the missing guys in there now, yeah. guys and gals. Yeah, like really, like, um, yeah, like there's characters that would be cool to add, like a new Warrior right. character, but sure. but that doesn't really feel like a, uh, but that doesn't really feel like a, a glaring omission. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley is a popular enough Warrior character that mm. it was a little strange that she wasn't playable. That's true. Yeah. May- so maybe Ashley from WarioWare? Sure. That feels weird to say, though. <laughs> that, like, she's the glaring emission. Yeah. 
Uh, th- she's another character that I think was incredibly relevant at one point. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much now. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Okay, well, you've stumped us, Garrett. Yep. <laughs> that's, man, that's... I mean, you know, either you stumped us or you just posed us a problem to which there is no true solution. Yeah. <laughs> one of the two. Yeah. God, that's that's a really good question. Man, I could, I could think about that for a really long time. <laughs> yeah, man. Yep. Um, Chippy Robo. I can't, I can't even say that as a joke. <laughs> I love Chippy Robo, but him not being playable is kind of a glare. Is not a glaring omission. No. Him not being an assist trophy. Yeah. Is a bit of a crime. Uh, I I agree with that. Yeah. Like I I think maybe like you can make an argument for a retro rep as being kind of a glaring omission. Mm. Takamaru not being playable yet is a little shocking to me. Actually. Sure, sure. Like I I always like yeah it was like oh yeah they're just gonna make Takamaru playable you know <laughs> like he's such an easy character to just uh-huh. make playable. Um, I'd still love that mock rider thing you know mm. to happen. Yeah, I, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool question, Garrett. I think we'll have to leave that kind of unanswered. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. But good, 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 good job, good job, good. man. Good. Okay. All if, right. Uh, if you want to see more of us, we're part of the Beep Boop group. Yes. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop group. You can help us out on Patreon. Uh, thanks to some people that have been just filled, just coming on into that Patreon and, yeah. and give giving us more pledges. We're almost at 150 a month. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we appreciate you, new people. Yeah, um, those new people have been able to experience things like an exclusive podcast that we do every month called Beep Boop Soup, mm-hmm. where we answer questions, basically. Yeah, um, slurp them up in a big old soup. We, <laughs> we, uh, a lot we, of slurping noises in that podcast. For $5 <laughs> pledgers and higher, we have Discord access. That's true. To our Patreon exclusive Discord. A lot and- of slurping noises. <laughs> There's, there's not, there's not slurping noises in that Discord, and, and the only ones that are in the podcast. I really are the love ones making the Patreon seg as short as possible. That I make with my mouth. I really love not dragging on the part we plug shit. Uh, anyway, that's all. I just wanted to give you a slurp, <laughs> a slurp date. The, the longer <laughs> I ask people for money, uh, the more like my bones shrivel up. I mean, look, you're not asking people for money right now. I'm just correcting the record about Slurpgate. <laughs> okay. I... And now that I've done it, we can move on. I don't know why you're dragging this on. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I'm done at this point. I, it's over for me. One of us is done. <laughs> uh... For $5, you can, <laughs> you can Discord. You can get bonus content. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sometimes we cut things from episodes because Sean goes off on a tangent for three minutes about slurp. Yeah, that was definitely me going off on a tangent for three whole minutes. It felt like three years. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I kind of cut that from the pod. Yeah. But then I put it on Patreon and you can listen to it there. All I'm give- doing is giving you bonus content. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm doing and and also uh twenty dollars or higher will 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 thank you at the end of every episode of yes. our podcast for the month 
uh, including uh, the end of this episode, if you wait past the credits. So yeah, um, yeah, we really love all the help we've gotten, and it helps us make more cool shit. Yes. And uh, and yeah, thanks, thanks to everyone, even just the people listening, because we love that you're still listening. Yeah. Next time on a Smashing Theory is uh, is a, is a path that splits two ways. Yes, it's kind of a choose your own adventure, but <laughs> but you don't get a choice. <laughs> Nintendo is making the choice. <laughs> if we get a Nintendo Direct in the next two weeks. Uh, our next episode will be Q1 2020 Nintendo Direct Reactions. Yes. Where we go over what we got right, what we got wrong, and all the cool announcements they made, we hope. Mm-hmm. If that does not happen in two weeks, instead, it'll be Smashing Theory Games of the Year 2019. Yeah. Sean and I, uh, and maybe, if she's available, Amy Lee, Yeah. the two or three of us, will... Uh, just go over our favorite video games that came out in 2019 and, uh, and put that together. If you want to tell us your own favorite games of 2019, you can tweet them at us at a smashing theory, mm-hmm. or you can email a smashing theory at gmail.com and, and we will read, read some of your games of the year also yes. as part of that whole process. Also, if the the direct comes out between now and our next episode, you can mail us or tweet us your reactions and we'll read those too. (laughs) That is true. Yeah. So, you know, just stay tuned. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at A Smashing Theory. And as it gets closer to the date of recording, we'll tell you which episode we're doing. Yes. Uh, But until then, we'll see you then. I did the meat. <laughs> wow. We've been talking for a while, <laughs> but I hope you have a smashing time anyway. <laughs> oh no. He's so, just he's just out cold. Oh god. He'll he'll recover. No, so- I just checked his pulse. He's got a pulse. I'm awake again and what happened? <laughs> oh thank god. Yeah, he's he's fine. Yeah, okay. So, yep. All right, well, goodbye. Goodbye. Special thanks. Special thanks. Special thanks to Lonald. Thank you, la 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 Lonald. Lonald, I, I wished you a Merry Christmas. Yes. And that was nice. Lonald, Lonald, he's our man. If he can't do it, that's too bad. Special thanks to Nymph. <laughs> thanks, Nymph. Thanks, Nymph, for all your support all this time. Yes, we yeah, appreciate it. Man, we, I just talk to you more. I miss you, Nymph. There's a lot of longevity in the Nymph support. Special thanks... To my girlfriend Amy Lee. Ah, uh, thank you, Amy Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just thank you. Yeah. For existing. <laughs> we'll say. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm glad she exists. Me too. Yeah. She's a good roommate. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good girlfriend. Yes. Um. Special thanks to Leo. <sighs> That's like, 
that's like a, a Jim Henson like cre- <laughs> like creature noise. Right, yeah. Like that's, yeah. That that that's like uh that that's like a fucking girl from Labyrinth like turns around the corner the wrong way and just like a big fucking like right. like griffin like muppet. Like, I was gonna say noise, it's like yeah. one of those puppets where like it requires two puppeteers and someone with like an RC controller to waggle the eyebrows. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. So thanks th- for helping us imagine that, Leo. <laughs> thanks, Leo. <laughs> Uh, special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Wahoo! My voice is a little shot. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I really, it's a mystery that will never be solved in our lifetime. <laughs> Luigi. Thanks, Mr. Cool Red Luigi, for everything. Yes. Uh, I'm glad that you had a good pr- Christmas. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good Christmas. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, it's I'm just like looking across the the room like at Sean because I'm expecting him to thank you for for putting sweet deals in the sweet deals Discord again. <laughs> well, I mean, thank you for that too. <laughs> uh, How could I forget? But thanks for many things. Yes, Mr. Cormor and Luigi, and uh, special thanks to all our special thanks patrons. If you want to be a special thanks patron, uh, you can give us twenty dollars or more patreon.com slash beep boop group yeah we'll be so thankful and grateful that we'll thank you especially yes. us doing a special thanks to you special thanks special thanks thanks special it's a thanks special all it costs is twenty dollars what a steal a thanks special special thanks thanks special. goodbye bye good <laughs>